We are live on the Life and Ball podcast. We give your game life, and I am extremely excited. I have a special guest on the show uh, again. I wouldn't even say a guest because we've been conversating quite often about basketball, but this is uh, CEO of ProVision Basketball. He's in conjunction with One Step Away Athletics, which has, a, uh, I would say, a brand-new facility. Uh, he is in uh, the middle Georgia area, southern Georgia, but he's been all over the country. He's worked with Kobe Bryant. He's worked with some other uh, NBA players, some other professional and collegiate players. Uh, Emmanuel Bivens. So, E, I'm so glad you're with me, man. And uh, how's those uh, workouts going? I keep watching those lives, man. It looks like it's going fantastic. <laughs> man, it's going good. How you doing today? Well, it's actually warm in Michigan. It, tomorrow it'll be cold. The next day it'll snow. But, uh, look, man, it's just like basketball. It's just like the sport. It's up and down. Uh I know you got a really interesting thing going on right now, and I, I'm excited for you. Talk about your preseason stuff you're doing right now, because football is kind of the king down south, but basketball is definitely right there. You have a preseason fall, uh, I would say, training camp going on, right? Yeah, so uh, right now I actually live in the Warner Robins area. That's where um, we have ProVision and One Step Away. Um the one step away facility um but uh i actually travel on mondays and wednesdays every monday and wednesdays for about eight weeks um before the season starts uh we'll travel down to uh loganville georgia which is uh the atlanta metro area and uh right now we're working with uh walnut grove high school um basically going up every monday and wednesday and we pretty much um work with them on developing their uh, fundamentals, you know, uh, God catching the ball, facing up, and, um, you know, triple threat, and, you know, just whatever we have for them to try to put in them into them before their coaches actually get a hold of them um, and hope that it would, you know, most teams are waiting until season start or, you know, a lot of people wonder how the better programs or better teams really get their kids on that level well a lot of those uh private modern days and country days and you know a lot of those guys have guys doing what we're doing they've been doing it for years you know which is why they see the results and they're top in the nation every year well there's no question i, I think those are great points the main thing i get from your statement is is they've been doing it for a long time. You know, this isn't something that this isn't something that was just started, but I do think it's something that is, is something you haven't been able to start as much as you would probably hope. Like you've been so busy with, you know, individual players, the team aspect. I'm really happy because I love the team aspect and I know you do too, because when I watch your skill sessions, it is very based on the game. It's not based on necessarily drills and the training like, it's concept-based. I love it. I love watching your stuff. Talk about some of these teams, though. I mean, have, have you seen some, an energy that with this team training that is already kind of transforming the players in the team? Oh, yeah, man. Look, uh, so what's funny is actually uh, my teammate, he uh, he's uh, well, one of my former teammates in high school. We went to Bergmore High School, and uh, – he was the starting point guard there. Uh, they actually won three state championships, um, if I'm correct, uh, while we were there. And uh, his brother actually played in the league. So 
he's actually the head coach at Walnut Grove right now. And, um, you know, from what just talking to him and stuff today as I was leaving, I'm actually on 75 now. <laughs> but uh, yes. talking to him, talking to him uh, as I was leaving today, he just told me, he's like, man, he, I really appreciate it. He's like, um, you know, what, what we see right now, he's like, man, we haven't seen them or been at any of that. And uh, I think his December, February, or January, you know, when they're going into the playoffs. So just giving them a different feel of, of guys that really know basketball, really, you know, can bring something, even if they don't know your your plays or your system or anything like that, but just being able to really teach kids basketball from a, like you said, from a fundamental standpoint of a, or a nowhere to be, you know, know the right basketball play type thing, you know, that's really what we're pushing in the preseason so that when their coaches get them, they can really, you know, put, put their, put their plays in and, and they're already in shape. They're, they've already been working for two months, you know, up until then. I mean, having another voice is so important. You know, I, I think when I first started E, I felt like it was all about me and what I did. And then what I slowly found out was I'm only as strong as my team and my team of coaches. So I yeah. learned the hard way at the beginning of my career when I was in school development that I cannot do this by myself. And I got better because of the other people around me. And I think all the successful programs, whether it's the teams, have good assistant coaches. University of Michigan, with Juwan Howard, who played for the Fab Five, and, you know, this is where I'm from. I have, you know, firsthand knowledge of this program. They're very strong because they have Howard Isley as their assistant coach who played in the NBA for 10 years. They got a guy like Scotty Washington who was a Division One player from the state. And they have someone like Phil Martelli who they call him the godfather. He's been coaching forever. You know, he, he coached uh, – always forget St. Mary's. Coached St. Mary's for years when they had Delonte West and uh, Jameer Nelson. I always forget Jameer Nelson. And uh, this guy's been around for 30 years. He's been around all the game. So it's like when you have a strong team like that, it really helps. Let's talk about the team, though, because you kind of did something a little different this year on your end. You joined uh, up a little bit with One Step Away Athletics. And uh, talk about that because I thought that was a pretty cool move. I know we had talked a little bit off air about it. You said he never quit, man. I just love that. And, uh, you know, look, man, I, I think that, there's so much information we can give out to the players. And I think it's information to help you. Like I, I'm at the point now, man, at 37 years old, I have the same fire as I did when I was 17 years old with the game. I love the sport. But the one thing that I think is, you know, I tell players this, you can listen to this all you want or not. You, you don't have to listen to me. You You can do something different all you want. I had a dad the other day, and I, back in the day, I would have yelled at him. I've changed my mentality. He was trying to explain, you know, that training we do, it just didn't work this weekend. And I'm like, bro, it ain't going to work every weekend. Like, I think these parents think that every single day you play great. That just says they didn't play basketball. 
you know, like I, that's the one thing I never really got on parents, but I will get on parents about this. Yeah. If you didn't play basketball, you don't get it. You don't understand that there's some nights you shoot three of 18. The best players do that. There's some nights where all the things you worked on, it just didn't work that night. So you right. got to play. You got to screen better. You got to be a, a, a playmaker for others. And right. listening to his dad chime in about all the stuff we worked on, it just didn't work. Well, yeah, man, it, it ain't going to always work. Like, you think you're going to win every game? You think you're going to make every move and it's going to break someone's ankles every time? Right. Like, and if, if you have that mentality that that's how you want to be, you better work like nobody else. And right. that's the thing I told him, too. I said, oh, if you want that, well, what's he doing on his own? Is, is he working on those handles every day? Is he working on separation moves? Is he, is he running every day? Is he lifting every day? Oh, he, you know, he just got knocked off the ball. That skill stuff won't work. Is he in the weight room every day? You know what I mean? You know, I tried to tell these parents, hey, man, you can get mad at me all you want. I, I'm, I'm solidified. You know, I've, yeah. I've, I'm pumping my chest out today. Sorry. I'm solidified, man. I did this. I done this. So if you don't want to, if you want to quit after one bad day, go ahead. Go right ahead. But I know for a fact you guys have inspired me as well, E, because you are very – you ain't playing no games. If, if you don't want it, you, you're you going to get exposed. And I love that about your training. Talk about your training because I think there's some people that could – I do think this could, – could misconstrue what you're really about because you are aggressive sometimes. Talk about oh, your yeah. training styles. And, and so people understand this because I get it, but not everybody will. <laughs> right. Yeah. So me, uh, again, we're always just talking about what we can do to make the program better. And, um, you know, for me, I, I'm just, I come from old school. There's, there's, I do understand there's things that we have to grow with the game, but there's also some bottom lines that won't change for me. And when it comes to discipline, kids playing the game the right way, respecting the game, you know, I don't mind, you know, you doing the new stuff that comes out, the Euro steps and all of that. But to me, those are things that if you got it, you got it. Uh, we can work on it. But these are things that I need you to know and that I need you to understand, you know, from the fundamental standpoint. Because if not, as you get deeper into basketball with guys that are really knowledgeable of the game, you won't you won't succeed you just won't know you know and, and like you said a lot of times I tell the parents uh give me eight years like you gave him doing it by himself for eight years and then tell me what your results are so match me in the years look give me the years that you've given him to do it on his own if I can match those years I can promise you you'll get a different product you know because right. a lot of times a lot of times they want us to do it in three months so they can save their their money for seven months out the year. And then, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, you know, they want the results and it doesn't work like that. One plus one equals two, no matter how you do it, you know? And so you got to put in the, the right work. Um, as far as me being aggressive, that's just the only way I know. I, um, I'm going to tear you down, but I'm going to build you back up. And I think, being able to do that comes with building a relationship with the parent and with the kid to help them understand, like, hey, I got your back, but between these lines, I'm no games, you know? No, you're not, and I love that about you. I've loved that about you from day one. I think you guys, uh, the little partnership you have has been great. 
And then here's the other thing. When you talk about having a team, like we've talked about this many a times where I'm a little different than you guys are, but I had the same goal. You know, that, that's the other thing that players and parents have to know this. If you work with Emmanuel Bivens, you're going to play for a coach like him one day who is very, very, you better do it this way right now. <laughs> and you might play for a coach who's like me, like, hey, man, I'm going to let you improvise, but you better get it done. <laughs> you know, like, so there's, I'm no different than this guy. Like, if you start sucking it up, I'm going to have a problem. But, yeah. you know, if you work on your skill and you, and you break down things over and over on your own and, and you work in these sessions, and number one, I'll say this. Every single player should be training with you guys. And when I'm out there, it's no different. Like, every player should want to train with us. Every player needs to train with us because training is very important. Every elite NBA guy, they want to train. Not all these guys had trainers. Oh, no, they had trainers. They had guys working with them. The difference was it wasn't publicized. They always had somebody working with them. It just wasn't pumped up. There was no Instagram. Kevin Durant someone grab him at a young age and said, no, 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 man, come over here. I got you. <laughs> LeBron James had a dad who took over those kids. You watch his documentary more than a game. He grabbed them and took them and said, you're coming with me, man. Every elite player had an Emmanuel Bivens, a Jeremy File, a Brandon Davey. They, they all had that. So are you going to be that guy? Like, I, I, I want parents to know this. Like, if they – I hope a lot of parents listen to this in Georgia. Uh, I hope parents that want to work to you listen to this. There's a reason why I talk to Emmanuel Vivens. Like, I'm not just talking to him for no reason. Like, I was a very good trainer when I first started off. You know, I, you know we had Kyrie Irving in our gym. Uh, I learned that's not what I wanted. What I wanted more was, was the young kids coming up that – that could be the next Kyrie Irving. I didn't need Kyrie Irving now. I needed to make a Kyrie. That's just how I am. Um, right. That's what drives me. Um, I've probably worked with hundreds of college players or players that went to college and, and a handful of pros. And, and for me, you guys got a special thing, man. You got a special thing in Georgia. You guys are driven down there. The players are very talented. And I'm excited, man. I'm very excited for Georgia basketball. Are you seeing, like, some growth? I know we've talked a lot about this. Is there – you feel like it's still growing or, you know, is it getting bigger in middle and south Georgia? Oh, yeah, man. Look, it's uh, – I would say right now it's, it's down talent-wise just because so many players have, have gone through and gone to college and kind of rebooting. Um, but we so we still got a few special ones, and uh, we got some, some young ones that are are coming back through, and that that's what I tell people. Just man, you got to put your program from the bottom up, and what you require from the ones up top, you got to require from the ones down low. You know, um, and that's how you build that mentality. That's how you build those type of uh, those type of kids, and and it's not for everybody. You know, I think that's one of the best things I've learned from, from you know, just coaching and over time. Like, it's not for everybody. The kids, the kids if I be honest with you, the kids that I see that come in, they have the discipline. Um, they, they'll come in 5.30 in the morning once or twice a week. Uh, they'll be there three days in the evening. Um, they come in, get their rehab, their strength and conditioning, uh, they still got the good grades. When I see kids like that, those 
those are the kids I more gravitate to because at the end of the day, I know you can be as skilled as you want, but if you don't have the pro's lifestyle, if you don't work on the pro discipline, you'll never make it because there's too much going on in a world where you have a hundred million dollars and you got you got uh, private planes and cars and parties to do whatever you want. So the you know to me that that's the thing that really I look for. I look for the intangibles because I know I can get you a skill set, you know, but I can't get you discipline and the want to do this when I'm not looking and all those different type of things. So um, we're down right now just because, you know, right before basketball season, usually the kids stop training as much. Um, but, you know, we're really we're really hoping for uh, – I think we, we're really looking forward to a big push this spring and summer like me and you were talking about before we actually got on air. And uh, I think next year is going to be huge for us. You know, every single kid, if they talk about getting to the next level of basketball – if they are not working on their game year-round, it's a wrap. That's just the bottom line, man. I, I think I've sat back and, and watched how I've approached this thing. And here's the bottom line for me, man. It was every day. It was every single day. I mean, if I didn't do it every day, I lost a day and somebody was taking my spot. I felt that way every single day I worked out. And when people look at me, they can't believe I played that. And I'm going to tell you right now, 90% of it was the work. It was the work that I had to put in every day, the reps, the reps, the lifting, the running, the handles. People are like, you know, how do you handle the ball that way? Because I did it every day. I mean, it was, it's, like, it's like riding a bike. It's every day, man. Like, it's, it's no stop. Like, I got yeah. these, you know, I'm a big believer now. He is like, if you can do something for eight hours, you can do a lot of things for eight hours. I really believe right. that if you can look on your phone and stare at it for eight hours, you could definitely work out for an hour or two, sit down, look at your phone, lift, run. These kids are young, man. Like, yeah. I, see, I see kids, you do an hour workout, and their parents like, he's so sore. Well, yeah, yeah. he's going to be sore. Like, he, he don't do nothing. I mean, yeah. if I went out there and trained like I was when I was a pro, I'd, I'd break a leg, man. I mean, I, oh, yeah. no way. There ain't no way I could do it. Like, if I get back in shape, maybe. But well, that, I am Jeremy, so that, sick of this. There's something, that a, there's something that competitiveness and people doubting you, telling you you can't, there's something that that does that these kids never will experience because we're so scared to tell them they won't or that they can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, back in our day, it was different. It wasn't about don't say you can't. It's if you say you can't, no, it's I'm going to tell you you can't. And if you got it in you, then you come. See, they don't have that. They don't. We got to exercise those same things to build strength and to build tough mentalities. You know, that wasn't built by people patting us on the back, you know? Oh, there's no question. I mean, Deion Sanders, I love Deion Sanders. You know, being in the HC, you know, CUs and, um, you know, I just feel like uh, his mentality, he always said, you know, look, man, you know, I had somebody, you know, on me every day telling yeah. me what to do. And I had somebody telling me I couldn't do it. And, and I love the attitude that they, 
that he's bringing. And I think he's going to get a power five job because of that. Cause we need someone like Deion Sanders. We need someone like Emmanuel Bivens, you know, the Brandon Davies who, you know, can really provide a culture of discipline and mentorship and also love, you know, it's not like that's more, that's better than somebody saying, Oh yeah, man, you know, you, you want to just hang out and have fun. That's cool, man. Me too. You know, like now you got a kid before you know it, is sitting there getting pushed in the back, getting handcuffed. Like, I get real with people fast because I've made mistakes in life. You know, it's so easy to listen to anyone. Oh, yeah, you're all right, man. You don't have to go to that workout. You could go out to the club tonight. Like, my story is this. When I was a professional at 22, there's a guy, Trey Moore, in Atlanta. I talked to you about him. I can't wait for all of us to meet. And Trey used to tell me, he said, look, Jay, you're going to make a lot of money playing this sport. You can go. Like, you know, don't doubt yourself. Like, I've seen it all. I played in the SEC. Like, you can play. Like, you yeah. could make money in this sport. Just don't go out. <laughs> you said you want to go out and chase women and drink and party. You love the party. And, yeah. you know, one of the things that I still pray, Lord, don't, when I go to Georgia, make sure Georgia's different this time. You know, like, I, I like to go out, man. I like to party. But, you know, the thing about it, I changed that because I knew if I ever wanted to be good on the court, you have to sacrifice something. And it's very simple to sacrifice BS. It's very simple because, you know, like, you guys are always posting about your faith, you know, and, and locking in with your family. And I love that. I mean, I, you know, I am very uh, inspired by you guys because faith is first. Uh, but that doesn't mean you don't you know, go out there and grind and work on your craft. But faith is the the forefront. But I can right. tell you this, man, like these kids need to hear the things we're talking about because I got a lot of things to say. You know how I am. I've made a lot of mistakes. And I just don't want kids to live my nightmare. I'll tell you that much right now. Look, me either. <laughs> Look, right. well, Jeremy, I'm going to tell you something. I was on, and uh, this is just a little side note, but, you know, Twitter is the big thing nowadays, Twitter and Instagram and social media. Um, I was on Twitter, I think, uh, probably about a month ago, and it was pretty late at night. It was probably about 12.30 in the morning, 1 in the morning, and I saw a post come across my uh, Twitter screen. It, it was a kid I didn't even know, but I, I liked it. I screenshot it. It said, the kid said, uh, Y'all are at the party or at the homecoming, something. He was like, I'd rather be in the gym working on my game. He said, uh, that's where we're different, you know? And so it just reminded me of when I was young, man, anybody, any of my friends, if I had any, because I was so enclosed in basketball, my parents, my my mom and dad, anybody will tell you, the only place I wanted to be when I was, trying to chase the dream was in the gym and it wasn't work it was fun right well you've got the mentality i mean you've got it my friend and i i uh i'm so thankful for you and because you know this is a small circle we got man this basketball world and this basketball life is not for everybody like you said i'm gonna use that a lot i think we all can use from each other and and help the youths and i can say this man all my great times in my career of basketball, I had the mentality of that young man. Like, no, nah, yeah. you guys can you guys can pop bottles tonight. I I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna be on the gun. I'm gonna be shooting in the gym. 
And when I came into Western Michigan, I remember vividly that freshman year, they ripped, they wrote me off, man. They're like, this this bum preferred walk-on. I was horrible my first day there. And I lived <laughs> in that gym. I knew, E, that gym was locked. You had an access card, and it was locked at midnight. I made sure. If it was 11.57 and I was at the dorm, I was running just to get <laughs> in there. And then I could chill for a minute. I'm in here now. I'm in here. And now I can at least be in and work out. And I did that for weeks and months. And I, uh, I became a player, man. And, and when I didn't do that, I was average. You know, it's yeah. these kids with the competitive world, man. And I, and I, you know, you have different challenges than I do. But I, I will say this, you know, I am in tune with certain things. We, we have a lot of conversations where people are like, kids should not just do sports. I'm like, man, you guys have no idea how hard it is to make it in the real job market. You guys think it's so easy to just have a better job and throw that ball away. Well, let me tell you something. That ball is your ticket. That ball is your ticket. And there's a lot of jobs with this sport, man, not just playing. You could be a trainer like us. You could be a coach. You could be a video guy. What better place to be is, is recording some guys doing some workouts, and you're a part of the sport still, rather than going – recording all your boys out and, and getting, you know, messed up. You know, I mean, I, that's that's what I try to tell the young kids. I hope I bring that to the table, Lee. You know, I, I really, you know, I hope and pray that uh, I'm with you guys. I, I always am going to be with you guys in spirit, but uh, you guys have motivated me. You always do, man. I always feel better when I talk to you. Uh, I want to end the show and talk a couple more things about you. Look, you work with Kobe. Um, you know, you, you talked about Jordan Floyd. I got one quick question though before I keep talking about you. Didn't isn't yeah. Jordan Floyd overseas right now? I think I seen something about him. Jordan Floyd? Yeah. Um, I think well he's at, I think he's still home. Look, they move so much once they get uh once they get to getting their agents and all that type of stuff and they start getting all these different workouts. I think he's still home in Atlanta right now over there at TSF. Um, okay. working out and kind of just getting getting prepared for his look his next job. We know he'll be somewhere. Um, oh yeah. But uh, I think Jordan Faison now. You might have saw my other Jordan Faison. Yeah. He, he just went back overseas. Okay, so I've been following along. Obviously, I'm always watching your lives and and uh, you know, this is someone that's worked with Kobe, my friends. This is someone who's worked with pros. This is someone who is still dedicated time to the youth kids and this is also some of people have to realize this number one our, our social media is going to blow up and, and, and we're going to have a story to tell all you guys who didn't follow at first and we're not even going to get mad at you we're going to say look you just should have been on, you should have been on game from day one it's okay though but i talk about this with people all the time because a lot of guys our age get this you know i got a friend in cali who he's like dude we do things that are so elite but we don't have nearly the the followers that some of these other guys have i want you yeah. to end on that because i think this is because i made a social media post the other day i get tired of it man i get tired of social media i, I try to be locked in still because i want to learn you know and i want to watch basketball and and learn from you guys or learn from anyone but talk about social media because it's always going to be a topic in this day and age yeah um personally you know i i'm just kind of I've always been the type to, you know, kind of evaluate, you know, kind of are the guys who have a lot of bunch of followers and 
You know, no, they can really train, him. really know what they're doing. But then my ex guys who have a lot of that, they don't have personal time with the kids. They don't. Um, the, 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 I'm just to really be able to develop. So they have a name. So they're getting big. kids that are, you know, most of my, my friends, friends that are big time trainers that, you know, To another guy who was really well. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're self-made, my friend. I mean, I'm big on that. That's sorry for cutting you off. I know you, you kind of cut out there, but I know what you were saying. You made some good points, but I know you don't have a ton of time. I mean, we do these shows. We don't have a lot of time, period, to get this in. As much as we're 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 busy too. I mean, we we got a whole lot uh, going on all the time. So um, I, I just. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for uh, the future. Um, I'm praying again that I can get down there with you guys. Um, I think that the players will really benefit from me just adding, just adding a piece to the puzzle. I mean, it's not about me. It's about adding uh, knowledge to the program. Um, and, and I think that, you know, I'd be able to do that. But this podcast will always be fun, man, because we can always chime in with some stuff. Um E, let everybody know where they can follow you if they're listening along. And uh, then we'll call it a day, my friend. <laughs> you can follow me on, uh, I think, on uh, with the real ProVision basketball. You could probably go to Jeremy Page and find me. <laughs> uh, also, uh, we got one step at one step away athletics and Brandon Davy. You could find but uh, and, uh we gotta get Michigan to So we we talked one step away athletics. We've had a little uh, technical difficulties, but I um I know that uh, you all will be very excited to talk about this. Talk about that real briefly again, E. I know you don't have a lot of time today, but I, I do want you to mention one step away athletics and the partnership you've had with uh, Provision Basketball. Yeah, look, sorry about that. I've been on the I'm on the road, but um yeah, it, it, it's just a good partnership for me to be able to provide the kids with more um, provide a one stop program where we can actually do me be able to provide them with strength and conditioning, um, agility work, uh, um, speed, quickness, just really rehab and um, and uh, what the just just the one a one step a one stop place where we can all uh, work together to provide the things these kids need to make it to the next level because. Of course, with the skill set, we can give them that. But without a strength and conditioning program, um, your body can't perform on a level to go pro. And that's one of the things we 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 are a lot of our kids are after. So, um, like we said, just being able to give a one-stop spot for uh, everything basketball-related to be able to produce top-notch athletes. Well, you guys are doing a fantastic job. You just had, uh, I think, a little. Uh... You guys were showing clips and there was videos. And there was a strength coach, I believe, was breaking things down and talking about the proper uh, nutrition, the proper sleep. And um, 
this kind of dives into the next topic for me. The elite players are going to take this, no matter if it's today or 30 years ago. Elite players are going to listen to you guys and go, that's what I have to do, and I'm going to do it. I will do it. And, you know, I think the difference now is the best players were just like us. You know, they want it, man. You know, you give it to them, they're going to take it, they're going to run with it. Is there a little extra stuff there? Yeah, is there a little bit more of videos and pictures? Yeah, but you know what? We would have done the same thing. We would, we would like to show out if we were if we were as good as, you know, as we were then, and we had social media, we'd do the same. But yeah. the difference now is the other guys. This is what I talk about all the time. Everybody back in the day was like, I have to do that. Right. Some of them weren't good enough. Nowadays, it's, oh, I'm not good enough. I quit. I go to the next thing. And they're elite. I'm not. By transfer portal slash I quit this school slash I'm done with this. I hate basketball. That's why we have so many foreign players. The, you know, the, the, I have people go, why is there so many foreign players? I'll tell you what it is. It's because our guys just quit. You know, they're like, I'm not any good. This is stupid. I'm out. And right. the foreign guys are like, I love the sport. I'll do whatever it takes. And that's why there's um, 120-some foreign players in the NBA right now. Because our guys that aren't elite are like, whatever. Would you agree a little bit with that? Like, when you see training, like, you've had some really good kids. I love the way your kids work. But do you notice if the kids aren't good, it's like, eh, I'm, I'm done with it. Uh, definitely, man. Look, it's, it's like I, I think me and Brandon were talking last week um, just about the different kids from the different areas and stuff. And we just talked about how, I'm sorry, uh, back in our day, the kid that could that couldn't dribble, couldn't shoot, but he was a physical specimen. You didn't want him on you because, you know, he was going to harass you. He would still compete. He didn't care if he looked like a basketball player. It was just, I, I think it was just in our heart. It was just, you know, the outside court thing where you you bring your ball and you got to make sure don't nobody take it or, you know, somebody take your neck and speak up for yourself. I, I think a lot of that stuff, is missing and you know these kids they kind of want you to rub their backs nowadays they don't want you to to get on them and you know talk talk to them you know in a way that hopefully what we're hoping for is that it'll spark something in them to make them want to prove us wrong you know but now like you said they're just so quick to, to quit rather than try to prove you wrong is look, and i think that's what creates the whole transfer portal itself you know there's no question. I mean, in football, Michigan State, uh, you know, living out here, Michigan State's playing well right now. They're 4-0. And two of their guys transferred this week because of the four-game rule because they didn't get as many snaps as they hoped. By the way, the one guy who transferred had a sack. He had a sack in the game, but he was a backup. So he was like, I'm out. I get my four games. I get, I get my year back. I get to go somewhere where I can be a stud. You know, that's how they're thinking. And look, part of the stuff is I like some of the new school stuff. I'm kind of I'm in the gray area on everything. I like yeah. some of the things because I do think some kids don't get the proper treatment. I believe that. I, I think some kids get kind of pushed to the side, and uh, it happens. You know, and I would have been considered one of those guys. You know, I played Division One, but they didn't like me that much. They were willing to recruit for me to get me out of there. So, you know, I think there is a little bit of that. So, 
But the thing with the attitude is, is like number the one thing I never had is if you were a coach told me that's not good enough, I wasn't gonna quit. I was gonna work on it. You know, like, I was like, no, I am good enough, and I'm gonna prove you wrong. But I, I think what it is to me is these kids have so much they can do, man. They could be gamers tomorrow. Oh, your your handles are weak. Well, I'm gonna be a gamer. You know, whatever, coach. Bye. You know, and that. <laughs> We didn't have that. I mean, we, it was like, dude, if we don't do this, it's a wrap. Like, we, yeah. I, I think the elite player is like us, though. Like, when you watch NBA basketball today, Kevin Durant, I don't like this. I mean, you might disagree with me on this. Kevin Durant would kill every era, in my opinion. I don't care what anybody says. You put him in the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s, that dude's going to go to work. You put LeBron James in these eras, he's probably going to go to work. You know, yeah. would LeBron punished with his whining? Yes. I'm a little biased. I don't like LeBron. But these guys that are the elite players today would be just fine in any era. It's the other guys, and it's the sixth, seventh, eighth guys that I go, I don't think – look, man, Jamal Crawford is my guy. I love him. Yeah. You know, he's done now. You know, that's a dude that could have easily fizzled away because he wasn't the star a lot of times. He had to be the sixth man a lot. Right. That dude, you know, Lou Williams from Georgia, prime example. Like, how many Lou Williams are there out there? Like, your boy Jordan Floyd, there's a little bit of that where dude just works, man. He's not a star per, per se. No one, not everybody knows who this guy is. But talk right. about Jordan. You posted about Jordan a lot. I thought that was really interesting because I love that you're a background guy, man. That's what I love about you. Like, you're not, oh, I got 500,000 followers, but it's fake. You know, you. You really worked with Jordan, man, and, and you could tell. You could tell that it mattered because that dude was balling this summer. Talk about Jordan yeah. Floyd for a minute. <laughs> yeah, man, Jordan just always he, – he was always the type of kid just put his head down and and, uh, and really just go to work, compete. Uh, I remember his senior year, um, he, he's always been – pretty good. Um, I thought he should have been playing as a freshman, as a sophomore, um, but he, he had some pretty good guys on his team also coming in, so you know, it, it was a wait your turn type of thing, um, but when he finally got his, his turn, his senior year was kind of like his year, he he, he was kind of himself. He had a little bit to work with, but he was kind of by himself, and I remember um, you know, I remember him coming out you know, just trying to be that guy and trying to, you know, just put those points on the board. And he, he would shoot. I know now today a lot of people see, see that he the ball, but he would shoot the ball early and then he would wonder why he wouldn't have a lot of points at halftime some games. And I would just go back to talking to him like, Jordan, you got to really work on, you know, catching the ball and making reads catching the ball, getting in triple threat so that they think that you can attack either way. And I, I ain't going to lie to you. Uh, I, I think there's some guys out there that can tell you me and, me and Jordan's first workout looked so bad just because his footwork and the stuff that I was trying to get him to do wasn't, you know, it wasn't what he was used to. He was used to, oh, I can just go. I can you know, I'm fast, I can shoot. And, you know, I broke him down because I knew what it would take for him to get to the next level um, once he matched his athleticism and his skills. And so, um, 
you know, one thing I'm re- I can really hang my hat. No, that's, I mean, what you just said right there. Yeah, what you just said right there, that he never quit. We are live on the Life and Ball podcast. We give your game life. And I am extremely excited. I have a special guest on the show. Uh, again, I wouldn't even say a guest because we've been conversating quite often about basketball. But this is uh, CEO of ProVision Basketball. He's in conjunction with One Step Away Athletics, which has a, uh, I would say, a brand new facility. Uh, he is in uh, the middle Georgia area, southern Georgia, but he's been all over the country. He's worked with Kobe Bryant. He's worked with some other uh, NBA players, some other professional and collegiate players. Uh, Emmanuel Bivens. So, E, I'm so glad you're with me, man. And uh, how's those uh, workouts going? I keep watching those lives, man. It looks like it's going fantastic. <laughs> man, it's going good. How you doing today? Well, it's actually warm in Michigan. It, tomorrow it'll be cold. The next day it'll snow. But uh, look, man, it's just like basketball. It's just like the sport. It's up and down. Uh, I, I know you got a really interesting thing going on right now, and I, I'm excited for you. Talk about your preseason stuff you're doing right now, because football is kind of the king down south, but basketball is definitely right there. You have a preseason fall, uh, I would say, training camp going on, right? Yeah, so uh, right now, I actually live in the Warner Robins area. That's where um, we have ProVision and One Step Away, um, the One Step Away facility. Um, but uh, I actually travel on Mondays and Wednesdays, every Monday and Wednesdays for about eight weeks um, before the season starts. Uh, We'll travel down to uh, Loganville, Georgia, which is uh, the Atlanta metro area. And uh, right now we're working with uh, Walnut Grove High School, um, basically going up every Monday and Wednesday. And we pretty much um, work with them on developing their uh, fundamentals, you know, uh, God catching the ball, facing up and, um, you know, triple threat and, you know, just whatever we have for them to try to put in them into them before their coaches actually get a hold of them um, and hope that it would, you know, most teams are waiting until season start or, you know, a lot of people wonder how the better programs or better teams really get their kids on that level. Well, a lot of those uh, private modern days and country days and, you know, a lot of those guys have guys doing what we're doing. They've been doing it for years, you know, which is why they see the results and they're top in the nation every year. Well, there's no question. I, I think those are great points. The main thing I get from your statement is is they've been doing it for a long time. You know, this isn't right. something that this isn't something that was just started. But I do think it's something that is, is something you haven't been able to start as much as you would probably hope. Like, you've been so busy with, you know, individual players. The team aspect, I'm really happy because I love the team aspect, and I know you do too, because when I watch your skill sessions, it is very based on the game. It's not based on necessarily drills and the training. Like it's concept-based. I love it. I love watching your stuff. Talk about some of these teams, though. I mean, have you seen some, an energy that – with this team training that is already transforming the players in the team? Oh, yeah, man. Look, uh, so 
What's funny is actually uh, my teammate, he uh, he's uh, well, one of my former teammates in high school. We went to Bergmar High School, and uh, he was the starting point guard there. Uh, they actually won three state championships, um, if I'm correct, uh, while we were there. And uh, his brother actually played in the league, so he's actually the head coach at Walnut Grove right now. And, um, you know, from what just talking to him and stuff today as I was leaving, I'm actually on 75 now, <laughs> but uh, yeah. talking to him, Talking to him uh, as I was leaving today, he just told me, he's like, man, he, I really appreciate it. He's like, um, you know, what what we see right now, he's like, man, we haven't seen them or been at any of that. And uh, I think his December, February, or January, you know, when they're going into the playoffs. So just giving them a different feel of, of guys that really know basketball, really, you know, can bring something, even if they don't know your your plays or your system or anything like that, but just being able to really teach kids basketball from, a like you said, from a fundamental standpoint of a or a nowhere to be, you know, know the right basketball play type thing. You know, that's really what we're pushing in the preseason so that when their coaches get them, they can really, you know, put put their put their plays in, and and they're already in shape. They're they've already been working for two months, you know, up until then. I mean, having another voice is so important. You know, I I think when I first started, e, I felt like it was all about me and what I did, and then what I slowly found out was, I'm only as strong as my team. And my team of coaches. So I yeah. learned the hard way at the beginning of my career when I was in school development that I cannot do this by myself. And I got better because of the other people around me. And I think all the successful programs, whether it's the teams, have good assistant coaches. University of Michigan, with Juwan Howard, who played for the Fab Five. And, you know, this is where I'm from. I have you know, first-hand knowledge of this program. They're very strong because they have Howard Isley as their assistant coach who played in the NBA for 10 years. They got a guy like Scotty Washington, who was a Division One player from the state, and they have someone like Phil Martelli, who they call him the Godfather. He's been coaching forever. You know, he he coached. Uh, always forget St. Mary's. Coached at St. Mary's for years when they had Delonte West and uh, Jameer Nelson. I always forget Jameer Nelson. And uh, this guy's been around for thirty years. He's been around all the game. So it's like when you have a strong team like that, it really helps. Let's talk about the team though, because. You kind of did something a little different this year on your end. You joined uh, up a little bit with One Step Away Athletics. And uh, talk about that because I thought that was a pretty cool move. I know we had talked a little bit off air about it. 